This is Power Athlete Radio. With your host, Denny K, Professor Booty, and the Luke Summers. And now, toes forward, hips locked, shoulders set, and retract those scapulas. It's time for some knowledge bombs. What's up, Power Athlete Nation? <laughs> Episode 38, in effect. Happy New Year. We got a lot to get to. First, as always, I'm joined by Steve Playtech, Luke Summers, Callie Hinsman, and the man himself, John Wellborn. What's up? What's up? <laughs> that, was, that was trying to be done without a Midwestern accent. <laughs> What's up, Denny? Oh, little chat. So, Denny, what, you, what probably nobody knows is Tex is sitting right here in this office with us. He's on his, uh, he's on holiday out here for an undetermined amount of time. Yo. Oh well, shit, man. Well, What's you happening? Know because he wasn't talking in the pre-show chatter. Dude, dude. Well, that's cool. That's cool. So, the new website. I'm digging it. I'm digging it. What up? What kind of feedback have you been getting so far? Well, there's too much space in between uh, <laughs> the space bars and what else? Capital S's look funny. Yeah, the, that's uh, that's a uh, symbol for hope. Yeah, I mean, it's not we, an S. We get a lot of weird things like people that are using some off-the-wall app that somehow magically pulls in workouts from 700 different sites that we haven't site optimized for them. I mean, just some stuff where. Uh, you know, or my other personal favorite is um, I don't want to check the website every day. So can you just email me the workouts a few days ahead of time? That's the newest one. I mean, just, oh, there just, you go. There just you go. the basics. No, but go, go no, be careful there because I actually responded to one of those emails and I was like, yeah, sure. No problem. And I was like, yeah, just kidding. I'm sorry. We can't do that. And the guy got super butthurt and emailed me back was like, you, you don't need to be so mean. And I was like, I really apologize. I think Kelly gave somebody a, a double Murph one time when they- I did. <laughs> oh, well, that was the joke. Yeah, I said, well, tomorrow's workout is double Murph. Yeah, double Murph with a hundred pound uh, child strapped to your back, preferably a seventh grade. <laughs> no, but it, most of the feedback is extremely positive in terms of the site's mobile friendly. Um, Sexiness. The yeah, the information lo- is delivered concisely and in a logical order and you know we kind of got out of uh out of the right to left sometime most of the time but not all the time and uh now at least we can focus on left to right top to bottom how most people read and uh it's gonna be it's it's pretty much done there's some tweaks we do have to to finish up but nothing really substantial so Mm -hmm. when i designed the old site um originally it was supposed to be the workouts were supposed to be posted on the right and then the middle was supposed to be like a daily blog and the problem with that was when i loaded the the full workout on the right it like made the page go down like two pages and i was like i'm gonna have to split this thing up so we got kind of stuck in in this kind of hybrid deal and then it ended up being kind of hilarious because the rss feed never worked off of the uh the daily workouts it just worked off at the center so people could never pull and it was hard to kind of navigate it so it was kind of hilarious in a lot of ways but now that it's straight up i mean what's another complaint oh yeah we haven't backfilled the 1500 workouts yeah so we had a small snafu with our 
programmer who was supposed to backfill all that and now we've had to go to but it's also kind of been that we were only going to do a year originally but uh, i think we're going to just stick at six months for right now um really all that history is is extremely valuable and i think we're just going to probably do a rolling six months moving forward um until otherwise until we otherwise figure it out but yeah we were gonna we were gonna pump everything in there and it ended up being kind of a blessing in disguise that when it went in it just looked like dog shit because we changed the structure of how the blog posts look so we were uh and we figured it would take us probably what 30 45 maybe maybe an hour to uh <laughs> to load all the workouts i'm like yeah we can just load all the pictures and workouts i mean what's it gonna take like an hour or two that's a lot and it, it like <laughs> six hours later we had done like two months and i was going cross-eyed because i was having to yeah. do the pictures because as you guys know, the picture is a, a set pixel ratio and then, and it's uh, uh, obviously, a, uh, I think it's 500 by 399. So it's pretty wide and it's kind of that panoramic vision. A lot of our pictures are either, you know, 750 by 750 or, or, or actually longer. So it's been a bit of an adventure to go in and resize all these pictures and it takes, believe me, my, uh, <laughs> My 30 minutes ended up turning into three hours, and I only cranked through like 60 of these things. So it definitely was was a, yeah, a the, daunting task. The long and the short of it is, Tex and I now have carpal tunnel, <laughs> bloody fingertips, no fingernails. I have like beady eyes. <laughs> the uh, but so that I mean, I guess lesson to the listeners and anybody who's going to contribute in turn because we love we love getting the media from everybody out there doing our training. Uh, if you're going to take a picture with your cell phone, don't do it upright. Do it sideways, yeah, so please. it's like widescreen, and then uh, you're gonna be. It's gonna make our lives, because you know we have such rough lives. Uh, it's gonna make our lives a lot easier to to get that picture in there, and then at least you get your FaceTime, you get your 15 minutes of fame. You're basically a D-list celebrity at that point for being on the CrossFit Football Blog. Uh, so that's my tip of the day. That's but, a great uh, tip. I don't know. You just could... a tip, just for a second, just to see how it feels. Oh, it's, we're hot. PG, PG <laughs> <laughs> well, so to find a um to find a coaches part on that website you got a few of us on there yeah so that's that's a a work in process and we're just we're taking submissions and validating with crossfit hq making sure these people are uh, legitimately certified but that's going to grow over time and uh and it's gonna be super cool. And you know, the the way that's all kind of laid out too is because we get we get emails all the time like, hey, you know anybody who has a CrossFit football gym in I don't know, yeah. Ar- Nova Scotia, yeah, <laughs> Arkansas. Uh, well, we don't it, we don't have gyms. We don't certify gyms. We have certified coaches that have attended the seminar. So, I mean, there's there's guys out there that just train in their garage that be a great resource and probably looking for training partners. So that's really a, a super super cool networking tool so people can look around and see who's coaching what around their area but, uh, back before you guys even heard of the term crossfit football we used to actually have affiliates and we ended up uh going in and you know you had to attend the level one crossfit football seminar and then you could pay some dough and then we would make you an affiliate we'd list you on the left side of the page and what happened with that is back in the early days we certified a gym in texas uh we went down and did a cert there 
Then uh, I got a email about three months later from a lady who had taken her son there to do the CrossFit football program. And she had checked the website and the program that he was doing looked nothing like the program that they were doing. And I, when I emailed her back, I said, you know what, hey, that's not a big problem. You know, we've uh, skinned them and, and blessed them and that they should understand how to run the program. And just through Simone checking, I clicked on the website and found out that the uh, the host gym that we went to, the owner of the gym, didn't show up for the seminar, and he had two or three of his coaches attend the seminar. Uh, none of those coaches worked for the gym anymore. So it was a certified gym, but not a single person there was certified in the uh, in, in the method. So when I emailed them and told them, like, hey, uh, you know, I know you guys paid your money and you guys are across a football affiliate, but we really need you to have somebody certified. And uh, the guy was just basically to, for a better term, a complete fucking asshole. <laughs> and I uh, was super fucking rude about it. Hey, Chris, he basically said, hey, F you, I paid my money. Uh, I'm not going to your seminar. And at that point, I was like, well, then go fuck yourself. And I canceled the affiliates at that point. I was like, you know what? If I can't manage quality control and I got to deal with, um, and I can go through and dig up his name and I can put it out here and just hopefully his gym's out of business. Uh, but... Yeah, it was, I mean, it's just it, it, it added a layer of complexity that at that point in our young company, we did not have the ability to manage. And, you know, instead of, um, you know, depending on the good nature of people, uh, this guy just kind of fried it for everybody. And I said, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to do it until I can put myself in a position to actually have some quality control and, and really uh, enforce what I need done. Well, if that guy's listening out there, I'd like to personally thank him for fucking the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, 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 thanks yeah, a lot, he, asshole. Yeah, he was a big douchebag. Oh, that's nice. Funny. It's been I a while since we talked. I was gonna say, I kind of remember you putting up like a picture of of a specific gym, and it was like on a on a rest day, and it you had it said like underneath, uh, you know, like this gym, I don't know, just ripping off the method or copying our system. Does that ring a bell at all? It was a couple of years ago. Yeah, I'd have to go back and look. I can't remember if it was that gym, but I mean, we, uh, you know, like in this day of internet, it's easy just to kind of cut and paste and scam. I mean, you know, I've, I've seen workouts that, that we've designed and templates we've used. And, um, you know, I got an email from a guy the other day that basically uh, asked me if our program was based on Jim Wendler's 531. And I was like, dude, no, it's not. Um, but you know, uh, the problem is, is people see, uh, a program that actually has singles, doubles, triples, maybe some fives, maybe some sevens and some tens. And they're like, Oh, that's at this program. And I'm like, well, well, no, that's not that program. Um, it's all, you know, a program necessarily is about how you cycle the movements, how you do this, how you, you know, kind of, uh, invoke some periodization and really cycle the movements. And, um, you know, we found something that, you know, the fives definitely build strength and, uh, you know, power and, you know, singles, doubles and triples build, you know, some real high end stuff and you know central nervous system efficiency and i think we've cycled the program pretty well and uh you know we have a ton of people and a, a lot of testimonials that attest to this program um you know but at the end of the day everything works uh i met a guy the other day that was what no, no. Oh, I, I met a guy the other day who was telling me about his program that it would work great and he got really strong on it. And I asked him, I was like, well, what was your mark? And he's like, well, I put, you know, 10 pounds on my squad in the last three months. And I was like, well, yeah, you got stronger, but I mean, that's, I really wouldn't be happy with 10 pounds on my squad in three months. So, you know, how you judge a program is, um, 
you know, and I remember Louis says, Louis Simmons said something just because something works doesn't mean that it's always optimal. So it's just kind of, you know, the proof is in the pudding and, uh, you know, definitely giving a program away and getting it out and pushing it out there and really getting good gains. I mean, we've, we've used other people's programs and found phenomenal results from it. And we're always happy to kind of tap out on that. And then, uh, we just, we've tried other things and run them and not seen any results from it. doesn't mean they don't work for other people. Right. Right. You know, when you're bouncing around from like programs to programs, or I, sh- I don't want to say it like that when you're trying different, uh, when you're trying to like upgrade your own program, you're going to, you're going to test and retest. Like I hear you guys preach. Um, where, when does it become like what you call cafeteria CrossFit? And when is it just uh, a scientific approach, you know, trying to like upgrade your own program when you're going out there and testing? Um, I, uh... I think as long as you can sit down day one and have uh, a clear defined goal of where you're starting and where you're finishing, um, you know, to go back and quote my good friend Bundy, who uh, got me into riding motorcycles and we used to ride all over the Pacific or uh, the Northeast in Philly. And actually my first chopper came from Bundy. Bundy always said to me, uh, the party's on the road, lad. That was his comment, the party's on the road. And I remember him, uh, always kind of joking with that thing and that, you know, what he was talking about was that the experience is the journey, um, you know, the journey or the experience. And more importantly, the goal isn't necessarily where you started the destination. It's how you got there and the, and you know, the trials and tribulations that you encounter along the way. And what we've found similar with programs, um, I've had, you know, we've run different things. I mean, I, I know uh, for you guys and uh, listeners, I know you guys find this hard to believe, but we have a bunch of different other programs out there than what you're seeing on CrossFit football. Uh, right now, we got a guy that's doing a, a pretty cool hypertrophy program, and I have uh, two guys that are are actually older guys uh, of 40 and up that are doing uh, two different programs, and I'm completely blown away by the results. I mean, one of our guys is a former Navy SEAL, and he's in his 40s came to us uh, about a year ago and started doing our training about I think he is right about 38 almost 40 weeks into the program and at a body weight of 165 pounds he squatted 315 for 11 reps and he deadlifted I want to say 365 for seven so um, here's a guy that conceivably probably has a, you know, high fours in his deadlift and probably right around, you know, 385, 400 on a squat based on, you know, some of the reps he's getting because we were doing some max rep stuff, cycling his program. He still is able to run a six minute mile and this guy's, in, you know, has, you know, 40 or 50 strict pull ups. I mean, super strong dude and, uh, you know, a pretty elite operator at his high level and, uh, you know, is completely crushing it out the box. I mean, sends me his results and um, completely blown away, away by, uh, you know, the numbers that he was posting and had another guy, uh, similar age, a little bit bigger posting, similar deal. I mean, we had a guy in his forties who is about 215 pounds with, uh, almost a 40, you know, just shy of a 400 pound bench. I think he hit like 395, uh, you know, 500 pound squatter, 500 pound deadlifter and, you know, father of three successful company whole deal. And, um, you know, has actually crushed it. Now we flip-flopped his training to kind of give him a little bit more of some of the lactic acid threshold stuff that Luke's been kind of toying with. So, um, you know, everybody has a slightly different goal. And the way I really judge a program is, you know, tell me your goal. You know, we had, a, like I was saying earlier, we have a guy testing a hypertrophy program that we that we put together. And his deal was, I've been following CrossFit football for a couple of years. Um, you know, my biggest thing is uh, I'm in great shape. I just 
need to be bigger and stronger. So we're going to try to get him up to, you know, put 20 pounds of muscle on him. So we, you know, dial back his conditioning stuff and we're doing a lot of sprint, a lot of jump, and he's doing a lot of hypertrophy, which he'd never really done. And, uh, you know, you know, took a couple cues in terms of total reps and volume from John Meadows. And, uh, you know, I learned something from that program and I threw it at this guy and I'm excited to see where this guy comes out in the end of, uh, you know, 14 weeks. Um, you know, I think the problem is, is that everybody tries to use a one size fits all approach. Like, Hey, um, you know, you need to get better at this, do this, do this. And they don't realize that, you know, you have to take into account somebody's training history, their training volume, their goals, what they've been doing, where they're going. And I always go back to what Tom Inkledon told me when he said, you know, the best uh, results always come from the most dramatic shifts. If all of a sudden, and I think that's why people have gotten such great, great results out of something like CrossFit was because, you know, what were people doing for their training? Now, all of a sudden you throw a completely different stimulus at them. You start pushing this kind of metabolic conditioning side of it. And all of a sudden they're doing, you know, free weights, Olympic lifting. Like what were these people doing for their training before? And, you know, I mean, it's really avoiding that accommodation. The problem is, is when you've tapped into that well and you've continued to do that training, are you still able to make the same results? And I believe that's where the constantly varied really comes into. And that's something that, you know, people kind of discount a little bit. People want to know why CrossFit and more importantly, like why things like Conjugate Method and some of these other programs continue to pay dividends. And I really believe it's from uh, the constantly varied, but not varying so much that it's taking you out of those movement patterns. So by constantly varying lifts, but you're still dynamically pulling, constantly varying in squat, but you're still, you know, using that, uh, you know, that primal movement pattern, um, you know, you're still kind of pushing the metabolic conditioning, but you're using different implements, you're using different time domains, you're, you know, going hard, going short. I think as long as you can continue to constantly vary uh, the implements, the movements, I mean, we've got into it big with doing some of the strongman stuff because that changes the stimulus, you know, five minutes rest, you know, I'm going to go three minutes and rest, or I'm going to push it out farther. I think by taking a little bit, I know it sounds crazy, but actually planning out, um, uh, planning out the, the program in such a way that I'm smart and intelligent with my strength work. I'm smart and intelligent with my sprint and I'm covering all kind of my, um, metabolic pathways that I'm, you know, um, I'm hitting that high level stuff. I'm hitting that mid level stuff and I'm getting on doing enough aerobic work to continue to, to aid in recovery. Um, I think people are pretty good, but to really know whether or not something works, I think you have to have a starting place. You got to look at where you were doing it or like how the, uh, the program will end and then where you finish. And then you have to be able to test it on multiple people. Like just cause something works for Denny doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for Steve and it's going to work for Luke or Callie or tax or myself. Um, but that's kind of the nature. I mean, you can go on and look at all these different programs online. I mean, you can just put in like how to get swole on the internet. And you're going to see like 8,000 <laughs> websites pop up or 8 million websites that have like 72 pages of HTML of, uh, all these different um, testimonials and it's like get swole, you know, and you know, the extreme swole patrol 9,000 and you're going to get through all this stuff and it's going to come down and this is the program with the dude sitting there and he, he looks super jacked and you know, do his program because this is what the results he got. But unfortunately we know that's not always the case. Um, and you know, I think why something like a, a CrossFit and more importantly, this, you know, I hate to use the word functional fitness. I feel like I want to set myself on fire if that even comes out of my mouth. 
just because it's been abused so badly, but something that involves training those primal movement patterns, pushing, pulling, running, change your direction, actually training your body in space and, you know, and creating balance and doing a lot of the, the movements. I believe that that is a stimulus um, that people are really getting. And I think it's just so far outside of what people have been doing for the last 20, 30 years. Unless you were a collegiate athlete or a professional athlete or doing some form of sport, um, you just weren't doing this style of training. And what's so exciting, I've been saying it for years, is that you take civilian normal people and you're putting them in a training style that, you know, pays has paid dividends for years for really elite athletes. So it's, uh, it's super exciting. But at the end of the day, the only way you're going to know if something works, the only way you're going to know that this program works or this program works is to do one, do it and then test it on some other people. And I think that's, what's great with these strength gyms is that, um, you know, there's a lot of options out there, you know, I'm sure, you know, Denny and Steve, you guys, uh, you know, I, I know Den or uh, Steve's got a, uh, you know, the Olympic lifter Caleb in his gym. And I'm sure there's guys that want to be good at Olympic lifting. And, you know, you got Steve that's, you know, doing, a little bit of mo a little bit of mo uh both you know doing the powerlifting olympic lifting and also doing a lot of crossfit stuff so you guys are kind of in this kind of interesting hybrid of hey this is what i'm good at this is what i'm going to get bad at now i'm going to focus on what i'm bad but i'm never going to lose sight of what i'm good at and try to develop a program that kind of utilizes all that stuff yeah that's awesome and where that where that cafeteria crossfit comes from denny it's like uh I mean, there are a lot of, there are a lot of decent programs available out on the web and it's when you show up, you go through your blog roll and you pick which one feels good for you on that given day, you know, and, and that's where, you know, it's like going in the cafeteria and seeing what's, which dish you're going to put together and, it, and it's not consistent. And when, you know, when we say do the program, consistently follow the program for the long haul, don't just hop off on a given day because you like what so-and-so has done on their their daily strength well where that term cafeteria crossfit comes from it's actually church i know you guys are going to find this hard to believe but at one point in my life i used to actually go to a catholic church quite often they're listening to the uh, you know father get up and you know give his talk uh he referred to cafeteria catholics which are you know Catholics that pick and choose what they want to follow based on the idea of the Catholic Church. And what he was really talking about was abortion. Uh, that, you know, if you consider yourself a Catholic, then you have to consider abortion murder. And he kind of went through this whole list of things that as a Catholic, if you were in this church and you're taking communion, you subscribe and identify yourself as a Catholic, then these are the things that Catholics believe in. You have to believe this. And I was so turned off. Uh, by his talk that I, I, you know, I went home and I really started researching it. And um, at that point, I, I always really enjoyed going to church. Uh, it was kind of allowed like a great time for me to kind of sit and meditate. And there was always a good message for it. And, you know, there was something, um, I guess, uh, really soothing about the ritual of the whole deal, being able to go in and, you know, like a, as I got older as a kid, you know, having to sit there in the pew and listen to all this stuff and the singing and all this other, you know, kind of stuff always seemed weird to me. But as I got older, I really kind of enjoyed it. And I always took something away in the message of what they were speaking on. And I remember sitting in that church, listening to him refer to, you know, the masses as cafeteria Catholics. And I really got turned off because, um, you know, as a, you know, uh, individual, as a, you know, as a human, as a man, as a American, I mean, you can kind of go through and put all yourself in these classifications. There's certain things that I believe in. There's certain things that I feel really strongly about. And there's other things that really don't matter to me. And I remember, uh, while I'm not a, 
you know, huge proponent of uh, pro-abortion. I'm also uh, a big believer that everybody has the right to choose and, you know, like that, you know, who are we as an individual to, you know, push my beliefs on somebody else? Like, while that might not work for me and, and, you know, isn't something that I would subscribe to, I'm not going to force somebody else to do it. And, uh, you know, that, that mode of thinking was, you know, puts me as a cafeteria Catholic. And I remember kind of just being a little turned off and being like, you know, like this is kind of archaic thinking. And what's interesting too, to go off is you've really seen this change in a stance with the Catholic church and that the, uh, the new Pope is really taking some of these things like, you know, like, uh, you know, homosexuality and gay marriage and like a lot of these things. And he's really stepped away from it and been like, these are such hot buttons. These are going to destroy the Catholic church. Like we need to love all God's children. And I really like the new Pope and what he has to say because of it, but sorry to kind of go off on that. <laughs> but, uh, so I, as I got involved in cross, fit i mean so when when i was training for you know to play in the nfl and you know different people i worked out with you know you go down and you train with Roth or angel spazoff and these guys they you know here's the program this is what you're going to do there's no deviation you are here you are the pupil i am the coach you are going to follow my program and you know the the student and the master and it's like you know uh, you can watch the old Kung Fu movies, you know, the old guy, you know, the guy shows up on the steps of the monastery and they bring him in and he does whatever the master tells him because he wants to master Kung Fu. And that's part of the deal. So what was interesting for me when it came to the CrossFit stuff, all of a sudden you had all these people that were, you know, there was so much information and there was, I mean, there's so much more now than there was five years ago, but people followed a program. I started getting email after email after email about like, well, what if I use the CrossFit football conditioning with this and this, and then, you know, you start doing all this stuff and email after email, I, I was just kind of blown away. I was like, well, you know, you guys sound like chefs that are trying to hybrid recipes, or you guys are like cafeteria CrossFitters. You guys are just picking and choosing what you want to do, trying to create your own blend instead of being like, Hey, this is what we're doing. This is what we're following. And this is the, the direction we're going. I'm going to put faith in this individual. I'm going to go. And, um, you know, the people that have done that have reaped the most benefits, the people that try to, you know, pick and choose and jump around and, you know, Hey, I'm smarter than everybody else. Um, you know, and they're going to kind of pick and choose. I don't think really do as well. Now, you know, there's, uh, you know, Jesse Gray, who's one of our coaches, was recently at the Klokov seminar, and he kind of laughed because one of the lifters has every lift, every percentage, every rep, every assistance lift, everything planned out for the next year. Knows exactly what he's going to do six months from now down to the rep. Klokov doesn't know what he's going to do until he walks into the gym, and then he sets a plan. The third guy has no idea what he's going to do once he even gets in the gym. He's like, I might snatch, I might clean, I might bench, I might do whatever I want, whatever I feel that day, and I really don't have a plan. And yet they're all three high lifters. So, uh, you know, you really can't say one, you know, works out different than the other. I mean, you have a guy like Rich Froning who's, you know, high-level CrossFitter, and he's like, I don't know what I'm doing that day. I walk in, we would do whatever we want. Uh, you have other people that need every rep plan. So I think it really uh, depends on the individual and the athlete. But for me personally, um, I like to know that, you know, you know, obviously here's the plan. This is what we're going to do. But the coach has to be skilled enough to see that 
you know, this might be the plan, but I might have to make a change. And everybody sitting in this room, and you guys especially have had this happen. Hey, um, I need to squat five by five today at 90% of my five RM. And I, you know, my five RM was 500. And I'm going to squat that five by five at, you know, probably, you know, 455 or something else. And you come in and you bury three sets and then four, you get two. And then the fifth one, you can't even get it off. I mean, you know, occasionally, you know, what, what do you do? Do you finish through the rest of the workout? Do you go home and rest? I mean, what do you do? And I think, uh, you know, some hard-headed people will just power through it. And so days that works. And sometimes you need a coach to be like, you know what? We're going to come back and we're going to fight tomorrow. And, um, you know, I definitely had some some really sharp coaches. Rafael was great like that. Rafael knew when to pull off the reins and know, you know, whether or not you were given a haul. And he also knew when to, to put the screws to you when you weren't working hard. So I think that's where this thing becomes really hard, and especially with our CrossFit football crowd, is you know we have all these people doing the program, and what we you know we've really talked about how do we add and part of the website, you know we said making it so mobile friendly. If you guys notice, the entire website is really optimized for mobile devices, because we wanted people to be able to take CrossFit football into the gym with them. We want to have your phone there. Like, I want you to be able to record results and do everything from a mobile because, you know, I do that same stuff. I mean, I have my workouts on my phone. I'm charting everything on my phone, and most people are doing that. So by optimizing the site for mobile, it allows another layer. And then, you know, hopefully when, you know, we can have some more improvements and start kind of increasing that uh, experience between the lifter and us and, you know, be able to get closer. I mean, it'd be awesome if uh, we had an option where people could, you know, hit us up live chat or, you know, do whatever to really get their information and actually have a little more connectivity. So, um, you know, how do we effectively start working with more people and be able to kind of put our hands on uh, really, you know, drive the adaptation the way that we want. I hope that live chat doesn't become a thing because, because that, Callie is going to be our live chat. Callie's going to be walking around with a with a headset with on. With a headset, like she, 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 just a moment. She's going to be on the on. The, she's going to be online from ten to two every day, answering all of your questions. Just means that Luke has to spend more time sober. Yeah, <laughs> possible. Well, and I can only imagine Callie's questions. Like, so Callie, what kind of shoes are you wearing? <laughs> Are you, are, <laughs> are you wearing socks? Do your feet stink? <laughs> oh my God. So uh, in, in high school, we had to do um, uh, charity work. Um, well, kids did charity work. Kids did uh, kids did volunteer work because it looked good on their college application. I had to do uh, I had to do some uh, community service hours for uh, getting into a fight, and I had a uh, you know some probation, and I had also um, to do a certain amount of community service hours. So this girl I knew was working at the community helpline, and it was like you know for depressed teens, and they go in and they call, and you know somebody's mean to them, and you know kind of that pre-bullying thing. And the girl that I know was like, oh, you should come and do this. So I'm sitting there on the phone. And sure enough, there was some dude that used to call and ask for the girl and be like, hey, is so-and-so in? Be like, oh yeah, turns her over. And he'd be like, are your shoes stinky? What kind of socks do you have oh, on? Oh, my God. <laughs> are they dirty? And the guy was, like, obsessed with something like stinky socks and dirty feet. And she would sit there and talk to this dude for, like, an hour. And I was like, dude, that's so creepy. She's like, I'd much rather talk to some, some wacko dude about how dirty my socks are and how dirty my shoes are than talk to some depressed teen that's telling me that somebody, you know, pushed him down in the hall. I was like... I appreciate that. So that's what Callie's <laughs> job's going to be. She's going to be like, hello, power athlete. I am uh, got some horseshoes on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, going back to when you were talking about um, Roth and <laughs> the coaches that you've worked with, um, that's a good lead into the power athlete question that we had. 
I'm getting some massive echoes. You guys getting that too? Yes. Yeah. How about that's that's better. That's better. All right. So so Pete Pavlik emailed in. Um, basically, his question is: um, I'm sure that you have read Mark Ripito's article, CrossFit: The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. In it, he basically says a lot of the same thing that Power Athlete preaches. Anyway, I wanted to know. Uh, I want to know Power Athlete's stance on coaches that should not be coaches. Example: the housewife that attends a level one cert gets a job at a CrossFit gym teaching shitty movement. I've been noticing more and more of that happening. Um, seems like some people think that they can spend a grand and they have the right to teach. Uh, I was just curious about your thoughts on this topic. So, um, how do you guys feel about that? I mean, we got basically the whole seminar staff on this podcast and one, what I would say crucial part of a CrossFit football seminar lecture is your coach's responsibility part that kind of kind of goes into this guy's question well that's a uh, uh, for the record i've met housewives who are pretty decent coaches. yeah my yeah <laughs> kate right yeah, my, there's a little bit of stereotyping my, in there my wife has two kids and she's a really good coach uh so <laughs> the problem is is i think everybody expects everybody perfect day one um you know I wasn't a, you know, uh, I'm sure all these guys too, not everybody's a great coach from day one. Like not everybody spots movement. Um, we fortunately have got the opportunity to be good coaches merely because we coach a lot. I remember Kelly Starrett made a great comment to me and he said, um, as a physical therapist, my ability to accept, uh, um, or sorry, uh, uh, assess, assess and understand what's broken with somebody and fix them is so much greater. And I have such a greater skill merely because we have seen thousands of people do this stuff. We've seen people do it badly. I've worked with so many more people. He goes, most physical therapists go to a physical therapy clinic and you know, they might see two or three people. He goes, I have 40 people a day, seven to 10 uh, classes a day. We got, you know, three to 400 people a day walking through our gym doing these movements, you know, and then you add high intensity function where function was performed at high intensity. We start seeing things break neck and it's like the 10,000 hour. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, like when we go to the seminar, uh, I know people find this hard to believe, but we are all the same decaying matter. You are not a unique snowflake. So when I go to a seminar, there's only about three or four things that everybody does wrong in the squat. There's only maybe a handful of things that people do in all of the movements to change your direction. And we're able to go in and fix things so fast. And people look at us like, God, how did you know that? It's not because I know more than you. I've just had more opportunity by doing this and teaching thousands of people these movements, I've had the opportunity to see it happen in fast forward or, you know, in speed, you know, uh, two times the deal. So I think people really rip on a lot of coaches, new coaches that, Hey, this person's no good. And my only caveat with that is as long as somebody realizes their limitations, I think where people get into trouble is I've never done this. I, before this, I was uh, selling mortgages. I get on the internet. Uh, I went to a local CrossFit. I was there five days. I sign up, I go to my level one on day six. And after two days I am in and I'm going to teach you complex movements. And they're too proud to right. really or, come or, down from it. Or their, their ego is such, I mean, I, I don't have a problem with people that realize their limitations. Like, dude, 
I, and we've had a gang of coaches come to me and be like, I want to be a great coach, but I cannot, I don't know how to coach these things. Can you help me? Yeah, hundred percent. We're going to watch you coach you. We're going to give you cues. We're going to help you. We're going to explain what we're looking at. And then we're going to ask you to take what you're learning and go back and use it and realize that, you know what, I don't know everything. And, you know, the, the problem with getting older is you realize exactly how much you don't know. Remember when I was young, I thought I knew everything. And every year I get older, I realize I don't know shit. And, uh, you know, I think once you've taken that kind of humble approach and you realize like there's great people out there, I got to go meet them. I got to go see what the best people in the world are doing. And I realize that I might not be great today, but I'm going to be great in 10 years if I keep working at it. Where you get into problem is that the people that don't realize their, their limitations or more importantly, don't realize that, you know what, uh, these are complex movements and I might not have the um, adjusted or more importantly, the experience of a good eye to really understand how to do these movements. So I think everybody has the right to be shitty. Everybody was a shitty coach at one point. Um, but as long as the coach is realistic with their expectation, I think they should be fine. And I don't think it's fair to pigeonhole people who do a weekend seminar either, because we've jumped even at Metroflex when we train there, there's guys who have their, uh, their CSCS, their NASM certification. They have all these certifications and they've got their masters in sports science. And you watch them coach people in personal training sessions and the shit that they let these athletes or I guess clients get away with, it, you never see in a CrossFit gym. Like it's, it, it's interesting. It, you know, the, the shitty coaches don't just work out of CrossFit boxes, I guess is what I'm saying. And, you know, Tex can attest to this in a lot of his internships. Like there's guys who just let a lot of shit slide that would violate a lot of the rules and principles that we have in our coaches, or our coaches um, responsibility lecture and the philosophies and methodologies that we impart on, on people at the CrossFit football seminar. Tex, what kind of, uh, what do you got? to say to, uh, about that it college is very interesting because guys get it's all it's all politics so guys get high up based on kind of how well they chat other guys up or they started from the bottom and then just put in five years and then everyone above them leaves so they're in a top position so i've seen guys with master strength coach from the cscca and they are honestly the worst coach on the staff so they they and I've approached them with kind of uh, warm-ups or assessment tools or just kind of said, hey, right. coach, I'm seeing, hey, coach, I'm seeing this, I'm seeing that. Uh, are you seeing the same thing? So I've tried to uh, approach them very kind of candidly on the side, and they've immediately written me off. Or uh, even though they have five girls with a torn ACL uh, from fall ball for lacrosse, and I approach them saying, this what we can do yeah. to to see like that valgus knee that navicular drop so that way we can kind of see it before it happens and the coach just uh says yep and doesn't doesn't pursue for their help or ask for help and you know that that experience that ego all that stuff it's everywhere not just level one attitude or anything like that yeah i think arrogance is probably one of the biggest like rampant problems in poor coaching. I mean, if you if you don't have the humility to kind of step aside and say, listen, like this athlete is beyond my my scope of ability, or I can't progress this athlete, or I can't 
uh, effectively assess them. Um, someone help me or like, let's get you a coach that's, that's going to work with you. Um, that's where you really run into problems. It's just like that arrogance. <clears throat> and a lot of people, that's really a common theme walking away from the seminar is majority, I'd say over 50% of the people who show up are involved in a CrossFit gym or have their CrossFit level one. Uh, and then there's probably half that don't and, and they're there for separate reasons. But even there's people who don't have an athletic training background, who are the mortgage brokers, who are the housewives, who have just done a level one, who show up and are pretty sharp. They've done their research, they've done their due diligence, they show up and they impress us. But most of the coaches walk away with like, I didn't even know that was a problem. Yeah. And you know, that's where, you know, we, we get our kicks is. Like our mind is blown every weekend. Just yeah. like, like the lack of experience or lack of exposure that some of these coaches who are, who've like regularly been coaching for a while, they just don't have. They just don't have a coach's eye yet for whatever reason. But that's nobody's fault. That's nobody's fault but their own. And sure. it could be experience. It could be just lack of exposure, all that type of stuff. But you're going to hit that. And it's not just coaching. That happens in every industry. Sure. I mean, uh, you know, I I come from a corporate background and I call those people corporate turkeys. Um, I guess the only difference is they might not have somebody's health and longevity at, uh, you know, at their fingertips. It's somebody's business or uh, you know, livelihood, the, the, the service that feeds their families, things like that. So it, it, it fits on all levels. Renaissance man, Luke Summers. <laughs> Are you, uh, any, you guys got anything to add to that? Did we lose them? Is it just We're good, <laughs> we're good, Steve. No, no I mean, no, I think that's, I think humility goes a long way. And the title of coach is something that um, I think lots of people covet and it's an important one. When you take it on, you have to be able to have the capacity to say, I don't know. I know, uh, Luke, you were talking about the corporate world, but in academia, we get a lot of um, bullshitters who stand in front of the classroom and they're on the other side of the podium, like there's some kind of um, big wig. The student asks a question that, that, that they don't know the answer to, all of a sudden they feel insecure. I always tell my students, you know, if I don't know, we're going to find out, you know, I think a coach has the same responsibility. If you're in a position where you can't coach somebody, you don't know how to coach somebody, it's a responsibility of a good coach either to pass that athlete along or go get educated in how to appropriately coach that. And then I think I heard one of you say something like the 10,000 rule. And I think that's, that's true with education in any form. Um, coaching too is, you know, practice, 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 but practice under a watchful eye of a coach that's better than you so that they can hone your skill. So it's sort of a, like the, it trickles down. So the athlete's getting better from you coaching and you're getting better at being a coach by being coached in being a coach. And I, I think that's a lifelong learning process that lots of people um, uh, just don't implement. Yeah, for sure. And you know, we get to see it. We work with coaches almost every weekend. Yeah, we, I mean, we we make such a big deal of it, too, that we have that entire lecture dedicated to it, the Coach's Responsibility Lecture. And I know, Steve, uh, you'll experience it, finally, <laughs> when we get to your town. But you see how we had to do that? We actually little jabs. Had, we had didn't, I, uh, didn't I say I was busy that weekend? <laughs> What's that? Didn't I say I was busy that weekend? Oh, oh yeah, that's right. You got to, I don't know, like rake, rake the leaves or something. <laughs> But um, I guess move, move, anything else on that question, you guys? Do we ask how can you tell if coach is good? 
you just sit back and you judge them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the text. How can you tell if the movie is good? Why don't you just tell me the movie you'd like to see? <laughs> we had a we had a, like a side conversation. I think all of us over email, and we just said our little two cents about we get a good sense of the coaches knows what he's talking about or doesn't know what he's talking about. We'll go. The bigger his muscles are, the better a coach he is. I, I don't know what's so confusing about that. There's two components to a good coach: tribal tattoos, <laughs> long hair, long hair. <laughs> And I guess biceps. That's three. Uh, um, and calves. And calves. I guess calves, of course. Oh. Um, but no, I mean, in all seriousness, I guess, you know, there's really a couple levels that you're going to assess a coach. I guess as a potential employer of a coach, you're going to want to know whether or not somebody is capable of coaching. Uh, you throw them in and see if they are up to your standards. You know, there's assessment, the ability to assess, which we discussed. Um, the ability to communicate because you can say the same thing over and over again in 30 different ways and not effectively get a point across to an athlete except for that 31st way. So you need that ability to kind of be versatile in your communication. Um, and ultimately, you need a coach's eye to understand, identify good posture, bad posture, good position, bad position, and kind of have that foresight into, okay, what's going to happen next? What's fatiguing? So that, you know, and all that stuff is gained through experience, really. But I mean, what else did we talk on that thread? Pretty much that. I think we all kind of echoed at least two of those three sentiments. Yeah, assessment, warm-ups, big part of it. It's not just jumping jacks. It's kind of uh, yeah. preparing your athletes, even though the pro, the uh, the workout's written for the day. How do you prepare your athletes for the workout that's written that day? Uh, I know traveling, dropping in different gyms, that's one of the big things that I just kind of open my ears, open my eyes a little extra to is how is that guy going to warm up the class? So I know guys that uh, it's just jumping jacks, air squats, push-ups, and then we deadlift. I'm not ready. And then guys that uh, just don't even warm up. Like it's a two-part war. They only have an hour to fit in two workouts. So it's just go. Wall walks and pull-ups and then forget what else we did. No fun. <laughs> I remember I used to do that. It was the best. Those are the days. But uh, <clears throat> so I uh, – Guys, we got a couple live questions over here, or at least we got a live question from AJ Belch, and then Ingo is saying some nonsense. I don't know what he's talking about. Uh, but this is kind of experimental. I'm clicking it. It says, uh, he's asking, other than Tex, are you aware of any other collegiate strength and conditioning coaches who have been able to institute a CrossFit football template in their program? And I guess let me, let's preface it with this. We have had collegiate high school professional strength and conditioning professionals at our seminar. And what we talk about at the seminar is we're going to give you a template. We're going to give you what I like to call the, the chocolate center. And uh, we encourage people to go out and implement this on their own and put their own thin candy shell on it. Steve, you'll get this. Don't worry. Um, but uh, at the end of the day, you know, the template that's put together and published on CrossFitFootball.com may not be the most conducive template to a lot of the training facilities, training opportunities at some of these strength and conditioning uh, facilities, but we know that there's people who've been to the seminar. We know there's people who are utilizing what's important and, and relates to their um, their programming and their team and their sport. But I mean, uh, we get the emails all the time. My, uh, my school's been following or my you know, high school football team's been following the program or if I've had these athletes on this program. We get them all the time. And to be perfectly honest with you, it's such a Kind of like a smaller staff we are just now being able to organize and really really track a lot of that progress so that's been going on for 
a while now, but you know, it's, it was just so hard in the beginning to kind of have that manpower, but like text does a lot of that kind of following up with people. And so who were, who were the, do you remember the colleges? Uh, I don't remember the colleges, a lot of D3 football and lacrosse. Uh, I'll have to go to my spreadsheet, but uh, I mean, the big thing is you have to deal with sport coaches. And one of the words I had a problem with was rep max. So our program's big on kind of the rep maxes. So you have to really tailor it to what the coaches, uh, the sport coaches expect out of you as a strength coach. So you're not just thinking bigger, stronger, faster. Uh, you got to deal with, I guess you could call it politicking a little bit. So uh, Luke just pulled it up. So we had, I know Georgetown, John Carroll University football, Keene University, that's D3 in Jersey, Lehigh University, uh, Kennesaw University rugby, Marymount University lacrosse, uh, Montana State football, Mississippi State football, Northeastern State football, uh, Tiffin University rugby, University of Mary Wash rugby, uh, Oklahoma rugby, we know uh, Dakota CrossFit up in Norman, and Texas football, and University of Washington rugby. So there's, I guess, there's your, your starting point. Yes. Yeah, your short list from where we've started started to accumulate. Those are those are programs that are utilizing them, our methodology and have provided feedback to us that it, it has been a game changer. So, um, and then I know Steve, you got you're working with a couple athletes too, but I mean, you're not. Do you have any collegiate affiliations in your area, Steve? Steve. I think he fell asleep. Yeah, no, 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 I'm here. I just forgot that mute was on. Um, no collegiate <laughs> affiliation, um, but I've got that, uh, that couple of uh, minor league baseball players and then um, that, uh, I guess, quote unquote, professional crossfitter. Nice. But uh, I guess, it, Denny, what about you? You got anybody out in the Midwest? You know, we got, we got uh, some high schoolers and then we got our Division three. Um, quarterback at UW Whitewater and he's had some you know when he comes in obviously he while he's you know at football he's following um their program but he comes with us to us on the off season and um I don't necessarily coach that side the sports specific side um but I know Jeremy works with uh basically a template like CrossFit football and then a lot of sprinting and agility work with these guys. And he, you know, um, the quarterback, his name is Chris. He just kind of hangs out with us, you know, um, in the off season and then on the holidays and stuff like that. And he's, he always gets, goes back and he's ready to rock and roll. Um, no serious injuries, you know, so that's a good, you know, that's a good testament to the program. Yeah, nice. So, um, where are we at? What's up, where are we at for time? You guys have any idea how long we've been going? A thousand hours. Yeah, I'm at 49 minutes. All right. Uh, closing, I guess, anything else, guys? Maybe we'll close it out here with a couple couple things. Or what do you guys got, Steve? Any what else? Uh, well, you know, shit. We pretty much hit everything on the template. Yeah. All right, I guess in, in our area, we got some international certs coming up, and then we are making our – the certs are back and on for us. We've had – how long have we been off? Forever. A month, like six weeks without saying the same jokes? No, like four weeks. Yeah, we're going time. Oh, then we're going international. Yeah, so two months. Are we going to be in Ireland? 
in Columbia, and then we're going to be home back in Southern California and Texas. And Texas. So anybody in those areas, if you want to get down on this thing, uh, let's do it. So, um, who's chopping uh, vegetables over there? <laughs> right, that's a Sorry, that's me. Those mics, man. Those mics will pick up anything. For those of you that don't know, we we've upgraded to like professional super mics now. <laughs> I mean, you're talking. I can I can put this thing down in my in my sound studio and walk outside and talk, and it would come across like plain as day. Well, that's because we're like the real deal now. Right. Right. I mean, you know, when you're talking the level of knowledge that's talked on this podcast, you better have some good equipment that can handle that level of awesomeness. <laughs> Shit just shuts down, right? We've had that happen before in the middle of a podcast, just lose lose power like that. Now, Denny, you know you know what uh you know which um what your icon is, right? It's your daughter just screaming. You like that? <laughs> so that's that was like a good right now. I thought that was Denny. <laughs> yeah. That's me in a bad day. That's me before I have my coffee. But uh, I guess some big announcements on our end. Uh, now that CrossFit football is basically tidied up, we got some fi finishing touches to put on it, but the next overhaul is going to be on the Power Athlete website. So everybody has been asking for video demos. Everybody's been asking for forums. Everybody's been asking about these other programs that we've been testing for the past couple of years. Uh, that's going to be the platform. So unfortunately it's, it's going to be so good. We can't give it away, but this is going to be really the, the gap in the hole that everybody that we're going to fill that everybody hasn't yet in, in the kind of the online daily workout, uh, web space. And John talked about connectivity with CrossFit football. Um, this, this product line and this product setup is going to be, I think, unparalleled and unmatched in anything that, that anyone's offering out there. So that's the biggest thing for us. And that's what we're going to be now grinding out on for the next 10 days to get launched. And hopefully in a couple of weeks, what you'll see is a little log in button on uh, the Power Athlete website. So that's that's the big announcement for it's us. Big deal. And Originally, we had come up with a phone that you could touch um, and like move things on there, but it turns out that had already been invented. So we had to go a different route. We were calling it a my phone. My phone. M Y P H or M Y F O N E. F O N E. What is that? John just came in with a jar of his own urine. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, they are uh, mason jars. Uh, one is uh, called uh, apple apple pie moonshine, oh, and this is peach moonshine. So a buddy of mine has a still, and he uh, I just saw him pull up, and so I went outside to talk with him a little bit, and uh, he dropped me off some moonshine. So I, uh, Well, this show just got really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> well, got to go. <laughs> But uh, no, I was just telling them about our, our Power Athlete Academy and, yeah. and, and all the, the new stuff coming out on that. Yeah, no, it, it, it's super exciting. I mean, we've, um, you, you know, and I, I was alluding to it earlier is, you know, it's so sterile in what CrossFit football is. It's like we post workouts, we give content, and then hopefully we see people at the seminars. And, uh, you know, after those two days at the seminar, you know, we tell people all the time, hey, please send us content, stay, stay in touch. 
some of you guys do a great job. Other you guys, we never hear from again. I mean, obviously, Denny and, uh, uh, you know, certain people have really, you know, come to us and attached. <laughs> you know, I wish I could say Steve played text, but he's never been to our seminar. Uh, and from there, we've really had uh, opened some great uh, lines of communication and started some really phenomenal relationships. And I think the Power Athlete Academy, the real goal is how do we stay connected to people? How do we stay involved and increase our circle and if you think about google circle i mean same deal how do we you know make sure we're kind of bringing these coaches in uh you know creating an environment around table where people can grow as coaches and can increase and know and really kind of grow into who we need them to be and hopefully we never get an email again like you know what do you guys think about crappy coaches and we're like well you know what we're doing our best to fight it and uh, we're helping people grow and really you know evolve into who we need them to be and we want them to be and they want to be yeah, so what this is going to turn, I guess, to the listeners out there, too, uh, which I think we're over 1,000. That's like Joe Rogan. Listening right now. Virginia I... Joe Rogan's dad. Joe, Joe Rogan doesn't have anything on he us. He has way John, more. about to sit moonshine. Okay. All right. Um, but uh, a lot of this stuff, we're going to be utilizing Google, uh, Google Plus, and a lot of the business systems on Google. So I, Gmail is still free, right? A Google account's free. No. Oh, yeah. a, a Gmail, not a uh, CrossFit, like not a... A, uh, a site. No, no, our site isn't going to be fair. Are we really passing this moonshine right now? Yeah. Did you drink this? Yes. Tastes yeah. like water to me. Can't taste a thing. <laughs> Let's go try. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Uh, but, uh, so get your G. If you don't have a Google account, go sign up. It's free. Uh, this stuff, I think you can paint gonna, with it. Yeah, this is how we're going to do most of our webinars. I mean, some of the people we're thinking about having on these webinars, John, like live webinar. Yeah, um, you know, we already have, uh, you know, you name it, we're going to have them on. Yeah, it's pretty exciting, and uh, it's it's really going to be, I guess, to, to quote Rob Wolf, the cat's meow, right? Yeah, the, the other Rob Wolf-ism uh, that I found myself using is wrapped around the axle. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all of a sudden, I was like, yeah, don't uh, we don't need to get wrapped around the axle, and I was like, where did I, and then I talked to Robbie this morning, and he's like, ah, people get all wrapped around the axle. I was like, that's where I got that from. But uh, that's that's a big announcement. You're going to see a newsletter coming out in the next couple of days that's going to be highlighting that and really and showing what what's going to be on on that whole back end of of Power App. It's pretty it's pretty cool stuff. Uh-huh. So, but uh, what else? What else we got? I think that's it. That's Boys, it. you got anything else? That's it. Good on my end. Excited for 2014, man. Well, that's, I guess, that's where we're at. The future is here. The future is now. Yeah. But, uh, all right, man, what's, uh, what day is it? Wednesday? I guess we'll see you guys next week, right? Sounds yep. good. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Thank you, guys. Bye.